0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night wherever you are. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Fluid Talks podcast. Me, Michael Onyeké, Anthony Mwathi, oh yeah, I think I should say it in full, Anthony Mwathi, and our guest who shall present himself in just a bit. But before we get to you, um, on to this week's episode, it'll be interesting Yep. We have something pretty special lined up for each and every one of you. Uh, yeah, as usual, find us on our socials at Fluid Talks. Yes, at Fluid everywhere. At Fluid everywhere. Talks on, on IG, Instagram, on Twitter, Twitter, and on YouTube, it's also Fluid Talks. Yes. And in today's news, we have uh, four items to, right. w- to keep us going. So, Tony, yes. take us away with item number one.
1: Well, my number one item today, first of all, hello, good morning, how are you? Hope you're good. Number one is, Michael, SpaceX. Are you familiar with SpaceX?
0: Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. It's a rocket
1: company by Elon Musk. Are you familiar with Starlink? Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. Right, so it's this, it's Skynet, if you've ever watched any of the Terminator movies. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't, but I suppose you have. I'll assume you have. But Starlink is not Skynet, but it's as close as we get to a real-time Skynet but on that news is SpaceX has just launched another Starlink mission adding 60 more uh satellites into their low orbit uh constellation so that's pretty exciting so hopefully for those who don't know Starlink is like the new way to access internet via satellite so that's pretty cool also on SpaceX another exciting news for them is they just launched Falcon 9 for the 7th time so that's 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 something that gets me excited as a space, someone who wants to go to space one day. You, so know yeah. you never will, right? Probably not in my lifetime, Kay. probably,
0: okay. but yeah. All right. It's good to dream. Fair enough, yep. fair enough. My news item isn't quite as detailed as yours. Uh, it's simply passing on information as, as I received. Well, not quite, as as... I read it online uh-huh. so it's not quite as i received it but anyway um so we had covered apple's uh, new releases a couple of weeks ago and uh big n- no uh, m1 m1 M- m1, right. m1 but it's interesting that you mention it anyway uh so docker for those of us in our audience who are informed mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds a bit insulting. So or condescending. <laughs> um, let me rephrase. Uh-huh. Um, for those of us in our audience who know what Docker is and who have had the opportunity to get or to get their hands on M1 MacBooks or Max, not just MacBooks, Docker support is in progress. So it's not out yet. So if you rely on that in your workflow, it's still it's still it's still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. And there was actually a very interesting blog post on i mean from docker yeah which is worth a read uh i definitely urge anyone who may be affected or may not be and just wants to know have a read it's it'll take a maximum of two minutes or maybe three minutes anyway whatever it's it's an interesting read so it's it's a work in progress so if you know you your workflow would be impacted, hold off, hold off. There are a few other things that are also a work in progress. I think Node is one of those, but I may not be, an, I'm not entirely sure. Node.js Node? About JS like, Node, node. Yes, node. Uh-huh. not the Node restaurant, but <laughs> <Wow>. no, node. <laughs> JS Node. Uh,
1: yeah, over to you. All right. I'm going to bring the next one a bit closer to home, very close to home, is... This was the first time I heard of this company. They're called OCT. So OCT is an M-Pesa-based solution. Uh, They just launched this new drive for contactless payments uh, across bus services in Nairobi. So hopefully the next time you're going to take a Matatu, you'll be using your phone. I don't know if it will be a phone or not. It doesn't get really technical with the news article, but that's pretty exciting I'm, I'm excited to see how this plays out uh, how matatus uh, or rather public transportation adopts the digital payment because i remember there's one time safaricom tried something with some
0: card it was, there T-tries. was bebape 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 were pretty uh, at least i know of bebape yeah were they successful ah uh, no, no not you really. see you see it's it's funny because i had i i, I, I joined or i signed up for Bebapay when. When there was some promotion, so I got double mm-hmm. the amount I I put in, yeah. so it was a hundred, so two hundred, and maybe a couple of years ago they were they were they were shutting down that service. So I got a message saying, uh, "Please withdraw the money you have on the card, or or else lose it, or visit the bank branch." Was it, was it equity? No, I, I don't know, but anyway, it's yeah. Beba Pay was was one such and. That didn't quite work out. Yeah, so
1: I'm I'm excited to see how that space uh, adopts digital payments. And I, that's that's it for me from
0: today. All right. This is something that may hit a bit close to home for a few of our listeners or viewers. Now, this is courtesy of uh, a new site called Bleeping Computer, which I urge all of you to read It's mm-hmm. They deal in security stuff, security concerns and updates about things mm-hmm. in general. Over 300,000 Spotify accounts hacked. Now, it goes into details about... 300? Yes. 1,000 or just 300? Three... Hold up. I see three... The researchers believe that the 300 million records listed in the database ah. allowed the attackers to breach 300,000 to 350,000 Spotify accounts. It's an interesting read again not very long. It's Have you been affected? Probably. I Probably. was fos- I was logged out when I was listening
1: to music on Spotify, so I think I'm one of those 350
0: million no, thousand. For, for years, users have complained that their Spotify accounts were hacked after passwords were changed, new playlists would appear in their profiles, or their family accounts had strangers added <laughs> from other countries. That's scary, though. It is, but it's also so hilarious. I mean... <laughs> I mean, it's kind of funny that you'd be a rock person and all of a sudden you're listening to some random <laughs> genre that... Celine Dion. Celine Dion, though, yes. is a great, great. Anyway... We, way, digress. we digress we yeah. digress so i mean it is rather hilarious yeah but the implications are scary because once you go into details it is possible that sh- you will find your credentials leaked credentials might wind up on tele- on a telegram group somewhere with uh, being <laughs> sold for <laughs> i should probably change my password you probably should happens. you you probably should damn but but yeah it's it's definitely worth a read and um bit of a lesson to to us to maybe not reuse our passwords I mean, ch- if or change
1: them often or ch- but who has a time for that i mean i'll o- use one of those um this is not a sponsored video last pass like um but you have services one. or i don't trust big corporations sometimes with our privacy and our data and that's a conversation that's for a conversation a different day. F- yeah for yeah. a different
0: day but yeah that's that's that uh, rounds off our news segments and now on to Uh, other matters Mm -hmm. we shall now proceed to the subject at hand and before we do that you know i'm something of a scientist myself ah the movie quotes anyway please state your name for the record
1: i I think we should announce this is the first guest on the show oh uh
0: yeah you should have said that before i I started the, 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 the interrogation. The, the momentum but, was there. But anyway, please state yes. your name for the record. Uh, hi.
2: Good morning. Good evening. Good <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you are.
1: You sound like you've been summoned to the principal's office. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I go by the name of Arnold. Arnold of course. Mm-hmm. Uh Yeah.
0: All right then, By Arnold. Arnold. Nice where to were meet you? Shh, wait, 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 wait! I'm interrogating here. Oh, sorry. Uh-huh. Where were you on the night of the 25th of November, 2020, at approximately 7 p.m.? I was recording a podcast. All right. Mm. Smart answer. Smart. Smart answer. Smart man. That's that's a very smart answer. But anyway, um, on to serious, onto serious matters. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, where? Okay where are you based or what do you do or you know things like that something that's interesting not something that will drive us to sleep but something interesting about yourself maybe maybe you have one extra toe or maybe you (laughs) or maybe you have one extra finger or i don't know six fingers (laughs) or something although although one thing that's before that one thing that's actually a thing is Having more than two nipples? Yeah, I've heard of that. But yeah, heard mean, of that. Please proceed. Uh, nothing that creepy. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh-huh.
2: So I am based in Nairobi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work as a what one would call a DevOps engineer. Yeah. Uh, what that means, it's a mouthful, but yeah, that's that's what pays my bills. Uh, something fun about me: um, I didn't break my voice as a kid. Uh, this is my. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. This is my original voice. I believe it or not. Mm. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> on that, <laughs> t-
0: I did not know how to react. <laughs> on that note, let me ask you. Just on that note, um, did you just appear as a full-grown adult, or or you just or, pop in or your like, have you just been? Hi, like, I'm an old have, have you just have you just grown up with the same voice?
2: Um, either it broke too soon or I didn't break it because uh, a constant thing in my childhood was um, banter because of my voice. Mm. Yeah, the banter was of your voice or because, because of, of, of your voice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they were laughing at, at him, him yeah. not with him. Yes.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Damn.
0: All right, all right, all right. So DevOps engineer,
2: are you allowed to say where? Uh, so I currently work for Andela, Andela Kenya. It's some sort of contracting company. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Right. Right. Is it exciting over there? Yeah. It's it's pretty exciting. Um. You get to learn a lot and work with a lot of interesting people. Yeah. Yeah. How does like
1: a normal day look like for you, as a DevOps engineer? Like paint that picture for someone who has absolutely no idea what a Dev DevOps day looks like
2: uh skip wake (laughs) up do some vocal practices (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what it looks like on a day-to-day is just helping helping companies and people uh move stuff to the cloud Mm. yeah
1: that That actually brings us to the whole topic of today which is all about cloud migrations babji and do you know what are cloud migrations what what is a babji what is a Babji?
0: Yeah, you just said what is a Babji? You just said
1: Babji is a uh, childhood <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> name that someone grew up in called. Ah, <laughs> yes. All right, all right. Okay, mm-hmm. no problem, no problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. Onto serious stuff, onto serious stuff. Yeah, that is today's subject cloud migration and um, what it entails. Is it for everybody? Yeah, I think that about covers what we're looking for in today's discussion
1: yeah also we'll be touching on you know the sort of techniques or strategies around cloud
0: migration ah yes and the providers yes. as well and the uh the, the what what's benefit analysis what's the what's the cost benefit analysis yeah, Cost benefit analysis yes that's, that's the one that's the one so things like that and we brought on board someone who does that for a living, or who gets his bread by doing that. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, uh, they should be entertaining. It should be entertaining, and if any of you in the audience, either listening or watching, is uh, interested to reach out, Twitter handle, or oh, or oh, is that or oh, is that uh, redacted for the time being? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, he's, <laughs> he's he's a little shy. I guess but I'll anyway. explain
1: to everyone who doesn't know what cloud migration is in like layman's language. But it's basically the process of moving data, applications, or other business elements uh, to a cloud computing environment. Actually, so th- that we're all on the same page on exactly. That what is you're that that about. is
0: an interesting thing you've just brought up because what is the cloud like? I mean, I mean, you've, you're, you're trying to simplify it, but I think it would make sense to, for those of us who may not know what the cloud is, yeah. to know. Because like, people talk of the cloud, the cloud, the cloud. It's a nebulous concept. In fact, a number of years ago when Safaricom a started lot. talking about the cloud, it mm-hmm. was such a nebulous concept for many people because what is the cloud? Do you even cloud? <laughs> <laughs> Do you even cloud? So, yeah. So, maybe that would be a good point L- let's, to start let's with. Let's get an expert
1: definition on, you know, what is a cloud, Arnold? Tell us.
2: Uh, so, the way I think about it is if, historically, if you think about how applications are hosted, you'd have to look for physical servers. Yeah. You'd have to maybe build a data center, mm-hmm. right? So, the way I think about cloud is this, having these same things available on demand, right Mm -hmm. so if i want to start a company maybe build a web app i don't need to go look for companies that sell servers physical servers (laughs) or build my own data center right right. so i have to i just have i I can just go to one of these platforms and create an account and i can provision as many servers as i want on demand
1: Mm. so one of these platforms is something like aws for instance
2: yeah
0: Mm. so so hold up um so now if if my understanding is correct again just to break it down for the lowest common denominator the cloud is essentially a server but a server that is you don't you don't really you don't own you don't worry about things like maintenance you don't need to have to worry about networking and all that exactly so it's a server or a computer that is hands-off you all you need to do is run it.
2: Yeah, use it on demand when you want to use it. Yeah.
0: All right. All right.
1: So alright. when you mean on demand like what what does that mean like
2: like immediately like I want to, I want a server now. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't need to wait.
1: Ah so it's like Uber, you know, I want a I want ride a cab right now. now a a cab cab right now. On Netflix. So it's the same way. Video oh, on demand on Netflix. And yeah. So you
2: provision
1: space or computation power
2: yeah storage. at will. Yeah, at will.
1: Ah, yeah. that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. How, how long have you been on the cloud, um, like, sort of as an expert and working with the cloud? How long have you done this? Uh,
2: for about four years now.
1: About four years. Yeah. Wow. Like, within those four years, like, what, I'm sure you've had an opportunity to help, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of companies uh, start their journey towards migrating to the cloud, right? So, what what sort of strategies or how can I be able to do that? If I, as Michael Enterprise Limited, wanted to stop uh, having my own servers in my bedroom and, uh, you know, was looking to scale, you know, enter new markets and I'm thinking I've heard of this exciting thing
2: called, you know,
1: cloud computing,
2: where do I start? So it depends. Uh, just to go back a bit, uh, the term cloud migration would imply that you're migrating something, right? right? But there's companies that are born into the cloud. Mm. They they just started using the cloud from the oh. beginning, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? But in a case where you, you haven't used it before, yeah, maybe you're hosting stuff in your data center. Um, so there's different ways you could go about it. Um, the most obvious way would be like to lift and shift, mm-hmm. Right, so I just take what I have the way it is, the way it's designed, I just run it on the cloud the, like that, so it's just copy and
1: paste literally from one place to another, literally. pretty much, yeah, pretty much huh
0: what are you is that was that a signal for me to say something? No, I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a signal that piece. was for so, a signal for okay. <laughs> 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 all right, um, okay, so copy paste, um now, assuming say. I want to do that. There are certain things like how would I put it? As a developer, I know there are certain cases where my environment, I can try set it up as as like I'll set up my dev, my dev environment on my machine and and I want to transfer essentially what I've been working on my machine to 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 another environment. Now, of course, there are certain technologies like Docker that make it seamless to mimic uh, environments. but assuming now taking my machine, my my development machine, there are certain things that are in this environment and it's set up that would be difficult to 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 replicate on on like say you're transitioning. So uh, lift and shift, I think that's that's what it'd say. lift and lift and shift. So move from one environment to another what challenges do you encounter in cases where that environment can be completely mimicked? Or are there even situations, instances like that?
2: Certainly, certainly. So in scenarios like that, um I'd recommend, obviously, you need to package your application in a way that it can run anywhere, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, and as much as you'd want to move your dev to your dev environment the way it is it's not recommended right i mean the lift and shift method is the easiest way but it's not necessarily the recommended way to do it right so there's advantages to it in that it's the easiest it's the easiest transition right but on the flip side it could end up costing you a lot more than if you if you use the cloud with its strengths and consider its strengths
0: Mm. You've mentioned that lift and shift is one of the ways. What other methodologies, I mean, everything has a methodology. Dev work has a methodology. So what other methodologies or approaches are there in cloud migration?
2: Aside from lifting and shifting, there's other ways like you could re-architect your app to become cloud native. By that, I mean, you use certain services on the cloud that make you manage less things. For example, if you're managing your databases manually before, if you migrate to AWS you could use the uh, R D S service where you just spin up DV- db servers and you don't manage anything from backups and all that to schedule downtimes. Like they do all that for you, right? So it takes away the whole hassle
1: and worry about, you know, what could go wrong?
2: Yeah, it takes away all that all that pain. Hmm. Yeah. What did you call that? A relational database service. Uh, no no no. <laughs> the <What>? strategy. <laughs> strategy. <laughs> so it's uh, lift, tinker, and shift. A uh, lift,
1: tinker, and shift. Ah, yeah. That makes sense. So, so basically, you take your existing application, you tweak a few things to make it match um, your the environment that you're aiming, the cloud environment that you're particularly aiming for. Yeah. Oh, nice. Like,
0: that's nice. Actually. That's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But actually, I think we'll 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 ca- we'll come ba- we should come back to that in a bit. Before that, though, I, I'd like to ask, like, what I mean, we're talking about cloud migration and this and the strategies and whatnot. But now, why would a company need to migrate to the cloud? Like, what makes it necessary, or how do you know it's the right time, or is it even necessary?
2: It depends. In every, I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all sort of answer to that. Yeah, but it depends on on what you're going through, what you're experiencing. So I've, I've I've worked with companies where the the decision to move to the cloud was influenced by cost, right? They needed to cut down costs on like the the data centers and all that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in other scenarios, it was influenced by uptime, right? They had uptime issues uh, hosting stuff on their own, right? So they they needed to move to a place where uptime was sort of guaranteed and they had um, set SLAs, right? Uh, yeah. All right. So
1: cloud could be beneficial from a business perspective in terms of like a financial analysis or financial benefits. Yeah. But it could also, I'm assuming it could also go the other way where you could underestimate, um, let's say, your scale, right? Yeah. And that ends up hurting you one or another. But I guess that's like an edge case.
2: Yeah, in 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 in, in some cases it depends. Like in some cases you will save a lot of money, but there's cases of companies like Dropbox, yeah, who moved to the cloud and then had to leave because it was was more expensive. Yeah, right. Because in 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 a cloud sense, if you're storing a lot of data, that's expensive. So yes. a company like for a company like Dropbox, that didn't make sense. Because they're paying for more space and
1: they're a space company technically. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Right. And the cost for storage in the cloud is actually pretty high. Mm. Right. Yeah. Damn.
1: Okay. Like you, are there any other companies that, you know, sort of had to live outside of Dropbox that you might know. It's just me. I've just been curious. No, I haven't had any other case study. Netflix is on the cloud, definitely, right? Yeah. I mean, Uh, they'd
0: have to. But thinking about about other services that provide storage, like just storage as a service, I can't really think of, because, okay, the two that come to mind... There's Box. Yeah, there's Box. But Box is more corporate. And, and like, I'm thinking some of the bigger players... Mm -hmm. Because you've got you've got OneDrive by Microsoft, and they have their own data centers and whatnot, so they don't need to worry about that. Google same have apps. Google Drive have their same story. Yeah. Um, the only company I can think of that that pays is f- Apple with iCloud.
1: Yeah, but I feel like I-
0: iCloud is <coughs> is still young when it comes to the cloud game. It's it's been made young. I think it's been stymied. Like okay, granted, granted is it five GB you guys get? Yeah, five GB. That's that's that's, uh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, it's fine. So thinking about it, s- depending on the service you provide, it would make sense to maybe invest in your own.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it's all about your use case. So are those use
1: cases like the you know sort of outliers in 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 this migration
2: story? Yeah, yeah. Um. So it's it's about use case. There's also other factors in play like compliance and regulatory requirements. Oh yeah, there's right? yeah, that. Right. Mm. So if if you if you if you operate in a country that requires that all your data is stored in that country, yeah, and maybe the provider you want to use doesn't have a data center in your country, well, your 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 you're <laughs> right, that's true. We're,
0: we're keeping this family friendly, <laughs> yeah. mind you. We're keeping this family friendly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That brings
1: an interesting point because I remember there was one time uh, talking to a client, and they had to choose a cloud platform to host. Right. So the options were either Azure, AWS, or Heroku. So from a cost analysis, Heroku looked very um, affordable to them. But then there was a problem of how many data, rather cloud places if i should call it zones yeah. did they have and you find i think hiroku has only two us and europe and you know f- if you're speaking from an engineering perspective where you're based makes a whole lot of difference in terms of performance and and speed and stuff like that so i find that very interesting that you have to worry when you migrate into the cloud physical physical physicalness becomes a big factor to it too Absolutely, yeah. absolutely.
2: Um, even to bring it closer home, uh, I've worked with a local company that was migrating to the cloud. Yeah, and they had made that decision, and then when they started moving certain apps, they started noticing latency. Yeah, right. So that became a huge challenge of like we can't host it Outside. in this place. Yeah, this is too far. Mm-hmm. Right, we we need to bring it closer.
1: Right, yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, also, what other strategies? Like we mentioned, there is the copy and paste version. Uh there is the change your architecture a little bit and then deploy. What what else is are those the only two that exist or we have more? Please tell me we have more.
2: Um certainly so so there's different types of cloud deployment models, right? Yeah. There's infrastructure as a service, there's platform as a service yeah. and then there's software as a service. Yeah. So uh, everyone of us has interacted with the cloud to some extent. Yes. With the third, like software as a service, like you, we all use Gmail, we all use um some of us probably WhatsApp, Office 365, of yeah, yeah, right. Like we use software on demand. Yes, it's still cloud, mm-hmm. right? So a third way of migrating would be you could toss everything out and repurchase, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe if my company uses um a SaaS product. Mm-hmm. a software as a service product mm-hmm. maybe i use um wordpress mm-hmm. to manage my blog yeah right or rather maybe i built my own blog right and maybe now i want to move it to something else mm-hmm. i could just toss it out and start using a more managed product Ah. Uh, right so like to
1: bring it home if let's say i had like from a business perspective right if i was doing my own crm let's say i commissioned a developer locally to do a crm um me my me migrating to something like salesforce is what you're talking about exactly Uh, Exactly. uh, i I can see how that so it's basically shifting your data from one place from one service to another service that scales according to your needs yeah Uh.
0: but i'd imagine there'd be cases where that data isn't exactly um doesn't play too nicely <laughs> with with, with new m- platforms yeah yeah yeah
2: so so in cases like that yeah. we go back to number two where <laughs> you re-architecture your platform
1: a yeah. little bit more
2: yeah or you could just refactor and migrate slowly right so it's it's not a thing that happens overnight
1: uh, so like a phased
2: deployment like a phased deployment right um
1: yeah and I, i'm assuming most companies tend to go with a phased structure depending again on your business requirements Yeah, and the skill. And the skill, yeah, definitely. Because talent becomes now a big factor and you're using a whole lot of resources and you need to manage two entities uh, to sort of work together closely. Yeah. Huh. Why did we all look that way?
0: I don't know. I was looking at something else. Yeah, okay, sorry. Okay, next
1: is... I, I mean, those are three so far, right? Like, I'm assuming there would be is there a category for guys who just you know native from launch like is that considered a migration strategy or is it
0: but you wouldn't really be migrating anything i mean
1: that's what i want to find out from the experts yeah yeah
0: uh, it's
2: it. i would not consider it a category if you use it from the beginning yeah right if like you're native from the beginning yeah if you're native from the beginning like you're you're born in the cloud mm-hmm. so that's that's been the environment you've known since but then I guess it becomes
1: something else when you're moving from one platform to another platform. Now, that's um, cloud migration, I suppose. Like, you were born in the cloud, yes, but then this provider is not good enough for me or maybe they don't have the zones that I need and I want to switch to another place. Yeah. Would that now that be factored in as a strategy or it still doesn't? So that's...
2: that. that that's a great yeah, it's it's also a migration since you're moving from one place to another. Yeah. But then again, you there's also hybrid environments, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to lock yourself into one provider. Correct. You could use one service from here, one service from here, another mm-hmm. service from here, yeah. another, service from here yeah. another service on your data center. You mm-hmm. don't have to entirely abandon your what own. you were using before, mm-hmm. right? You could mix it up and see what see what works best but what would be the
1: benefits Um, i mean i'm looking at it from a coo perspective right if i distribute my application on azure heroku aws uh name any other particular uh, cloud google gcp it becomes i need now a gcp expert i need an aws expert i need a heroku expert i need azure expert like it becomes sort of a maintenance chaos like, how can that be managed, or are there instances that companies operate like that, or I- is it, if AWS goes down, fallout to Azure, for instance? Okay.
2: Yeah, so it's 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 definitely uh, it's like a trade-off scenario, right? Mm-hmm. So a case like that, there are companies who run their stuff on different providers, yeah, right. So it's it, but the benefit to that is uptime, yeah, right. So if Amazon goes down, I'm safe, yeah. I have myself running on Google Cloud. If mm. Google Cloud goes down, I have myself running on Amazon. So it's uh, it's definitely difficult to manage because you need people who have knowledge about all those domain, platforms. Yeah. Right. But they are awfully similar. So if you have a guy who knows Amazon, it's likely that they it's going to be very easy for them to operate on Google Cloud. Ah.
1: yeah. Are, are DevOps engineer like a rare talent nowadays? Or with the rise of cloud, we've seen a lot of DevOps engineers? Because I don't think 10 years ago, like, the word DevOps was really a thing. Maybe I was too young and not interested in tech. But I don't recall, you know, hearing a DevOps engineer as, let's say, a job posting. Um, So
2: I I think about it like, I mean, devops—the practices surrounding it have existed for quite a long time. For sure, for sure. It's only now that it, it, it's it broke database. through into the technology field and it's been hyped. But different companies, even car manufacturing companies, practice some of the 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 the, the pillars of devops in some ways, and they've been doing it for years. Yeah, right. So it's—and I wouldn't say it's a rare talent because it's it's like a blend of two. It's like a blend of two fields, right? Mm. So you have the ops and you have your devs, yeah. right? So you're treating ops as if it's software, mm. right? Because that's that's the beauty of the cloud. Like servers are cattle, right? Yeah. You don't pet them, like you use and dispose, yeah. right? So you just you treat them as if they're they're, um, they're ephemeral, right? They're not permanent. Like I use my server today, I discard it. I I provision another one. So I wouldn't say it's a rare talent because you have people transitioning from ops. Those are your network engineers, your sysadmins mm-hmm. becoming DevOps engineers. And then you have your devs who are learning ops and then they become that. So like a DevOps
1: engineer is the perfect middleman between engineering and these other guys who do infrastructure mainly yeah or rather guys who understand like the whole networking, in the os layer monenos and all those kind of things do you need to be a networking guy for you to be a devops engineer not really not, not really r- do you need to know how to code to be a devops engineer certainly 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 yeah like is there a certain level of expertise like let's say i've done i've been an engineer for let's say three four years now how does that transition look for me comparative to somebody who's just entering DevOps with zero experience in engineering
2: so you are an advantage if if you already have experience with like development yeah right because some of the tools are just they're just it's 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 programming Mm -hmm. right you have your terraforms you have your packers cloud formations Mm -hmm. it's it's all just code right so you are an advantage if you're moving from a dev to to ops were you a dev before you were a devops engineer <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> i'm I'm not liking that chuckle. that chuckle is a bit f- it's suspicious Feels Are like you doubting
2: your dev skills then or uh, what is it? <laughs> it, it wasn't a comfortable transition i mean at the beginning it was it wasn't easy it has a l- very uh the learning curve is quite steep, yeah yeah would you advise anyone to do it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think being able to see, to see things end to end, could make you appreciate things more, right? Mm. So like, uh, something as 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 basic as uh, setting up an application, yeah. right? When when you think about the process of deploying it, could make you appreciate it more, right?
0: Something I wish number of the guys i worked with knew of but it's fine (laughs) i will i will push aside these 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 feelings of mine to the side um but ideally in an ideal world the perfect devops developer guy would be a front-end back-end and devops person essentially because you are really involved end-to-end although i I'd, i'd assume especially knowing the the dev side of things because that would allow you to understand okay what impact would structuring my application in this way have on on how it'll run what what does it what implications does it have on the efficiency things like that do uh, do how often i'd imagine i'd imagine you have quite a few back back and forth discussions with 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 the dev team you're dealing with On some of these things
2: yeah yeah certainly like you have to think about how you write your stuff how you design your your stuff as well like if you just think about how it's going to live on a server and how easy that's going to be um it'll make it it certainly make it easier for the ops guys right because i mean before it was like tech organization had silos right you have your devs write their stuff they they put it in a box. They throw it at the ops guys, and they're like, "Yo, set this Find up. Find a way. <laughs> <laughs> Find a way to set this up." Right? Mm-hmm. But now you just need like more communication between both teams, right? That's that's the whole point of the culture. Like you have your ops guys talking to your devs and telling them if you make certain decisions, it's going to have these implications, right?
1: So what you're saying is, lately, Dev DevOps are there from the inception meeting of a particular project for instance or yeah. they come in just a little bit after when things are um from you're looking at things from an
0: architectural perspective actually to l- to latch on to that question yeah. what has been your experience are you brought in at the beginning or are you brought in midway, midway or, whatever? or is it like agile you're
2: of? part of like you're part of the dev team mm-hmm. you don't exist by yourself you're involved in everything you attend every meeting you listen in you chip in like, in an agile world, you involve everyone, right? It, it, it's not like you, you build the stuff and then when it gets to deployments, when you call this guy in. Like, you involve him from the very start,
0: right? It must be a bit of a pain.
2: I,
1: I have, I have <laughs> a question. This is probably from your experience. Going back to cloud migrations, over the four years I'm sure you've migrated a bunch of them. Tell me something that went horribly wrong. I'm sure there must be one that be just something. went horribly wrong. Maybe you overspent on the servers and you forgot <laughs> to shut down some servers. In
2: uh, <laughs> so, in some of the cases that um, things went wrong, it wasn't really an issue about migration. right? So, it was an issue mm-hmm. about like permissions and who has access to what, mm-hmm. right? Cause the challenge is, if you move to the cloud and everyone can spin up a server, people can go wild. Yeah, It's a party. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone wants to do something. So I've been in a case where I was I was primarily working as the ops guy, and there was a devil had, uh, like super user rights on the Amazon web thing, Mm -hmm. right and part of it was it was ignorance like he he didn't understand the process that we were using to deploy stuff Mm. so he went and uh, he went and tore down like a db server (laughs) Uh, in the middle of the night so like (laughs) 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 at at Uh 1am so i'm getting home and i'm seeing like i don't know how many messages something's down i'm like what do you mean (laughs) (laughs) this thing was working it was okay (laughs) a few minutes ago Uh right so yeah that was that was a case of like uh learning the hard way because one of the things that is preached when you're migrating the cloud is like the principle of least privilege right? yeah give someone access to what just what they need nothing more keep it here philosophy
0: yeah, yeah. keep it here right
2: mm-hmm. so that was yeah that was a long night But <laughs> <laughs> how how do you resolve something like that like where do you start so if 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 you've automated everything it's pretty super easy yeah right so in that case um it actually didn't take very long for us to 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 get everything back. yeah since it was automated yeah right so you just go back to whatever scripts you had set up and you just run them and deploy them again Mm. yeah
1: so like in your deployment journey what are some of the tools that you find yourself using the most like I know you mentioned terraform but terraform is more of infrastructure as code sort of a setup yeah Maybe you could speak a little bit about like, okay, I have um, let's assume I didn't know about DevOps in my project and I didn't factor in, and now uh, we need to move Micro Enterprises, which is a e-commerce site,
0: uh, onto an Azure um, App Service. Like Th- this is where we get a bit technical, so apologies in advance to those who may not be too familiar. But yes, you live and learn. Like
1: paint, paint like that process for me.
2: Obviously, uh, you need an account. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Uh, and a working credit card. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) uh, But yeah, aside from that, it's it's you you think about your app in in different components, Mm -hmm. right? So you have maybe you have your front end, you have your API, yeah, and then you have your your DBs, your data stores, Mm -hmm. right? So I'd say like if it's your first time. I'd say lean into managed services. Yeah. Right. So if you have your DB, don't. Um, I would. I'd recommend you don't go spin up your own DB server and manage it. Or like, like your
1: own Postgres container and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh-huh. So you find out if if your provider has a hosted database service yeah. and a managed one. Mm-hmm. So you'd you'd go for that. You'd lean into those first. Mm-hmm. The managed services, right? All right. So I'll
1: let's say. M- michael e-commerce site has uh, it's running on a postgres um it's a flask application uh it ha it's restful right so if i'm doing this on we're all familiar with aws so if i'm doing this on aws i would go choose rds instead of me spinning up like an ec2 and then configuring my own postgres and stuff like that and that's that's what you're talking about yeah uh, what which one is more expensive. Is managed more expensive? This is just cloud. Don't think about the skill and the talent behind either, but just from a basic provisioning uh, of the service, which intends to be more costly.
2: Um. So with a managed service, you'll pay out of your pocket, right? They're mm. slightly The price is slightly higher yeah. than non-managed service, right? Mm. But in an non-managed service, you'll pay with your time. Yes. Because you'll have to take care of everything right so it just depends on what's your what's your what's your your priority yeah what's your priority yeah
1: okay so i'm guessing um the same happens to to all the other services no matter whether it's a mobile application or some random web app the whole procedure looks the same i guess that's what makes the whole thing entertaining is you can take one project apply the same strategy and the results hypothetically should be the same.
2: Yeah, yeah. But you also you also like um, pegged in with the requirement. Oh yeah, for sure,
1: for sure, yeah. for sure, for sure, yeah. for
2: sure, for sure, for
0: sure. Pegged in by the requirements in what sense? Something like security, mm-hmm. right? Something like... A
2: latency. Latency as well. Yeah. That will influence maybe what region you choose. Yeah. Um, Your money, of course. Much yeah, money, yeah. How much, how much you, you're willing your to spend, budgets. yeah. Your budget, how much you're willing to spend, um,
0: yeah. Okay, 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 okay. There was something I did, th- there's something that just came to my head. Yeah. That I forgot as you, to as you to think, ask. this is
1: just me being curious. Um, I'm sure you've worked with a lot of cloud platforms, That's just, me. Just, just, just two, two. Yeah. Oh, just two. Oh, <laughs> then I guess this is not so relevant, <laughs> but I'll still ask it. So, I'm assuming one of them is AWS. And the other one is GCP. Wow.
0: No Azure? Or is it not as... I mean, I know it's a big deal in other parts of the world, but is it not that big a deal here?
2: So it's it's just exposure. Like, the environment I've been in most of the companies I've interacted with were AWS or GCP. Right. Right, all
1: right, all right, all right. So this question comes in two or three categories. Which one has a higher learning curve? Uh, which one um, do you personally prefer? And then three, which one, which one makes me scream at my wallet? <laughs> <laughs> Based on your experience. So the first one was which one um, learning curve. Which one has the, the steepest, steepest learning, learning curve? AWS. AWS. Yeah. Um, which one do you personally? uh like you're to go to you know
2: well, that's, that's a hard one that's a hard one
0: okay pros and cons maybe. pros and cons
2: in my experience um when i put on like my ops hat yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> i prefer aws because AWS. it's less it's less imposing mm. it, it's less managed right i have a bit more control
1: you have the freedom to sort of play around with yeah, like yeah. I know
2: what's like I know what's going on. If I don't if I didn't do something yeah. then it wasn't done. Right? Ah, it's
1: yeah. one of those. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
2: it's it's like more control, it basically. Has, <laughs> it's systematic. You know, yeah, like it's more control. If you control.
1: miss one
2: step, it's easy to know you didn't do it because yeah. X is not working. Yeah, there's more control. Uh-huh. right But with like Google Cloud, it's more managed, right? It's easier to use mm. certain services it's like a black box you have absolutely no idea necessarily what's going on or what do you mean by it's more managed it's they do a lot more things for you for you yeah Uh so it removes that worry about oh i need to go set this up i need to go set this up before i can set this up Ah, right
1: okay okay yeah so it's like linux and macOS sort of comparison Pretty much pretty much yeah for those who understand that reference
2: yeah. Yeah. aWS is more bare bones like we're giving you this it's powerful but it's like Lego you put the pieces you put you the pieces that together. together right yeah but yeah like Google it's like it's like a half built yeah finish it up like yeah, you, you can already see
1: the structure you just yeah color it or change yeah. the Lego structure or something so now on to the last one which one do I get to scream out my wallet for
2: uh certainly amazon but that goes back to the amount of control they give you right? yeah so if if you're not careful your bill is gonna run up and it's mostly not their fault because <laughs> you
0: should have checked or <laughs> you're holding it wrong you could have you know but Just,
2: i was there someday <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah i've been there too uh yeah.
2: off the record i've run away from accounts before but yeah <laughs> <laughs> that uh, is definitely uh, staying on. <laughs> yeah, but in a case like Google Cloud, so for example, if you run a server for a year, yeah, Google automatically starts applying discounts for you.
1: Oh, that's that's neat, right? Yeah. So they the
2: like, oh, this guy's using this thing very much, so let's give him a lower rate. Let's give him a lower rate, Yeah. right? But for Amazon, if you want that, you have to buy it. You have to buy it. Up. They have that feature. Wait, what do you mean you have to <laughs> buy it? <laughs> so. So if you think about it in this way, there's there's, a, there's an Amazon feature called reserved Instances. Yeah. So if I have a project that I know I'm going to run for a year on mm-hmm. a specific type of server, mm-hmm. I can buy it up front and tell Amazon I'm committing to this for one whole year and they give you like a 50% discount. Thou shall not touch this server, sort, sort of yeah, it's stamp it's on it. Yeah, it's sort of reserved, for mm-hmm. you, right? But you have to buy it up front and you also have to know that that feature exists.
1: But can you upgrade, like, the, the, the s- instance the instance itself? <laughs> or, it, like, once you provision it and you put that stamp on it, it's yours for that year. Nothing can be done.
2: It's your, it's your, yeah, it's yours for that year. Once you commit, it's yours for that whole so year. The whole environment no, as is. There are no dick bucks. <laughs> <Damn. laughs> and you pay upfront. front. Wow.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's tricky. But I'm sure there are companies who are comfortable with that setup because it has its own benefits uh, on the long run yeah why you'd want to do that way
2: yeah if you have a predictable workload yeah and why do you need to yeah
1: All right well, there's one thing as we wind up i don't think we mentioned but i believe like one of the benefits of cloud is the ability to scale based on traffic I, and i feel like that's no i strongly believe that's the strongest strength uh that the cloud possesses and that's the biggest attraction absolutely yeah right. you you concur yeah with that theory of mine yeah all right um some of the applications you've built at random what's the highest traffic they've ever received oh me <laughs> yes you <laughs> <laughs> you
0: uh, in the thousands me? in the millions
1: <laughs> In the or whether you s- are part of because uh i'm i'm aware where
2: you work you work as a team yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, previously I wasn't working with sort of large scale companies. Yeah, weren't like the weren't. Re- they were just startups, mm-hmm. like up and coming. Yeah. So, thousand and ten thousand users. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But recently, it's now when I'm I'm in an environment where they're serving millions. Millions of users. Yeah. That's an exciting
1: space now. I suppose.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it
1: has its own <laughs> weight too. I suppose. Uh, yeah. Yeah with great power comes great responsibility i suppose yeah, do does. you feel responsible for your platforms or your, your cloud environments
2: yeah well it's a large team so uh, no it's, it's not just me so there's a lot of people responsible for
1: different components yeah definitely yeah so in your domain you 100% feel responsible for uh, yeah anything yeah all right do this is just me thinking out loud as any other random person on our listening do do DevOps have called pull requests? Do they have? Pull requests. Can you do a pull request on something a DevOps has done?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It exists. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm just thinking on top of my head. Give me random questions. Fire. Should start a firing segment. No matter how quick fire, the question not
0: firing We aren't firing anyone. This isn't the apprentice.
1: Not that kind of firing.
0: Quick fire, that's yes, the w- quick that
1: fire segments. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we have a guest, just quick fire questions. It doesn't have to be might be something you know,
0: but you're just curious. Okay. A little bit more. Uh you've interacted with AWS and GCP. Give me others. I mean we've mentioned a few others, but give me others. And whether you've interacted with them before.
2: Other providers. Yeah. Mm. Heroku Mya. Interacted with it?
0: Yeah. All right. Experience?
2: Uh, i didn't like it as much <coughs> uh, all
0: right on to the next one uh
2: I microsoft azure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This for like 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it that Clearly good or that like bad it. or was you didn't what find <laughs> what you wanted at the time it's it's i mean it's different mm-hmm. it's different from the other two in my experience
0: On to another any other
2: oh uh, no i haven't interacted with any other all right of all the cloud
0: stra- strategies
1: that you gave us which one have you found yourself implementing the most so
2: i've been environments where they need to lift and shift Mm. uh i've been environments where they need to lift tinker and shift Mm -hmm. right and i've been environments where i found them using the cloud so it was just a matter of so it's been sort of an even graph yeah -hmm.
0: you had a you had a question that popped in and popped out again
1: yeah I was waiting for you to fill that gap <laughs> <laughs> um
0: i i had one as well ah yes 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 um what would you recommend for what workload like if somebody's is, is looking for a web app or if somebody is looking to build a mobile app what what providers would you recommend for what workload
2: um
0: oh it doesn't really matter
2: any really any really if, if you're not if you're not if you're not tied that's that's very open like a web and a mobile app that's that's very open you mm-hmm. could do you could do whatever you want uh, but if you're tied in with certain things for example in my opinion if you're already deploying containers or something I would favor <laughs> GCP I would favor Google Cloud mm-hmm. right because the, the the Kubernetes service is pretty easy to set up mm-hmm. compared to uh, the Amazon version. Mhm. Yeah. All right, Arnold. Thank
0: wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, um I've just thought of something. You're stuck. What do you use on a day to, on a well, maybe not day-to-day, day, but like what tools uh, what language do you think yourself like interacting
1: yeah. with the most?
2: Um personally, I prefer Go and Python. Mhm. I have a bunch of personal reasons for that but uh, professionally i've been thrown around in so many different environments it wasn't fun <laughs> it's <laughs> the cost of the job uh, yeah, but you need to pay your bills <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah personally prefer go mostly because again it goes back to ease of use right like deploying a go app is super easy compared to php <laughs> right. yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah personally I prefer I prefer Go.
0: Alright, so go Go then Python. Um deployment tools uh oh yeah deployment tools. Any favorites?
2: Uh, you mean like
0: automation? Or yeah. Like? Yeah. So
2: on a day to day I use Terraform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty neat.
0: All right. Development environment. IDE text editor. What favorite text editor?
2: Go. My favorite text editor is sublime, but uh, I've never, really, never really forked for that license. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I'm saving <safe> up. <laughs> okay, uh, I, have, I have some reasons for that.
1: Yeah. Uh, VIM or Emacs. Neither. Come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> if you had to choose, if you had to choose, VIM or Emacs.
2: If I had to choose. Mm. Uh, nano. <laughs> <laughs> wow,
0: that is that is good. That is good. I too choose Nano over yeah. uh, space or tab. Tab. Good man. Good man. Good man. Um, Light theme, dark theme.
1: Oh yeah, I to answer that.
0: Dark. Dark. <laughs> Even during the day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I think. Oh. I know this is going to be a sore spot among some of our listeners. What are your feelings towards JavaScript? Wow. And it's many, many, many <laughs> libraries and projects.
2: And Love the language, hate the
1: frameworks. All Amen. Right. There's right. always like a new framework every day.
0: All right. I think that
1: about covers That's, it. Yeah, that covers our quickfire segments. Thank you, Arnold. Thank you for being a fantastic guest. Thank you for teaching us a whole lot to do with
0: DevOps. I suspect we will be inviting you at some point later. We'll be inviting you back. I'll be here every week. (laughs) (laughs) You're very much welcome. No, you aren't. No, you really aren't. (laughs) But um, yeah, I think that that's about it for this week's episode. Yes. Uh, Oh, yeah. Before we head out, before we head out, um, would you like a cup of coffee? Or tea because I think the guy behind the mic is it's really is really open to serving some. All right, that's a yes. So the guy behind the mic will sort you out. Most excellent. Uh oh before that, Pavji, where can people find you
1: if they want to find you? Or if you want to be found. He doesn't want to be found. If you don't want to be found, we can quick this we can skip this segment. <laughs> yeah, he really doesn't want to be found. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, you can find me on... LinkedIn is okay. It's safe. It's work. Yeah, on <laughs> LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. But you
0: see me. Yeah. LinkedIn. All right. LinkedIn. That works. That you works. had it, guys. Look for
1: Arnold. I can say your last name. Yes, he already Ocourt, said it. Yeah. yeah Arnold <laughs> Okoth on LinkedIn. It's good. Privacy is important. It is. But you uh, already said it. I mean... Psh, confirming. Okay. Um thank you for watching if you've stayed this far give us a rating if you're on any of the podcasts tell us your thoughts if you also want to be a guest on our show at any time hit us on any one of our social media channels like michael had mentioned at the beginning of the show
0: uh arnold give us a favorite arnold quote or like favorite film no or qu- no quote no. to be precise say i'll be back i mean come on your yeah. name, is, <laughs> <laughs> your name <lands laughs> is no let's redo that and then he says i'll be back right. yeah. so so arnold give us the famous arnold quote <laughs> i'll be back Okay. Yeah. thank you you heard it from him and uh yeah i think that's about it what do you usually say at the end of the episode ftg out there we go that's it